Hey, hey guys, I'm back with another amazing episode and guest on the Manifestation Queen podcast. Today's guest is Vivi Dams. She is a digital nomad and adventure lover and a travel manifester of note. I am not even kidding you. So Vivi has traveled to over 70 countries. I almost said 700. What the fuck? Okay. 70 countries by the age of 24 without ever having a budget. And some of the times, like she didn't even know how her month or her adventures would be funded. I mean, can you say manifesting queen here or what? So now she guides coaches and women to experience life deeper through adventure, creating the wildest experiences and making memories that fill their heart and their soul. So today you're going to hear my interview with Vivi, and this is going to be so much fun. If you are just so excited to be able to travel again once like all this COVID madness dies down and we're able to actually cross borders again, then you want to definitely listen to this podcast episode. Or if you're looking for even better ways to enjoy yourself where you are, then this is the episode for you because we go deep into both of these topics um, with Vivi. I'm so excited. So with all of that being said, here you go. Here's the podcast episode. I hope you guys are doing great. If you love this episode, go on to iTunes, leave a five-star review and over in our five-star rating and a review. And I absolutely love that because then more cool people like you can find us. So, so Go ahead, take a listen to this episode, and if you want to follow me even closer, if you're new to this podcast, you're new to me, I'm an intuitive abundance mentor. I have a group on Facebook called the Abundant Soul Social Club where you can learn all about how to become abundant in your life, create a business that goes up to six figures and beyond, and if you're into masterminds, then follow me there because that's my favorite thing to offer, and that's what I'm offering a lot of these days, so... Um, have a great evening or day. Jeez, it's evening here as I'm recording this. And um, let me know what you think of this episode. You can take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram at McKenzie. I love sharing your thoughts. Bye. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Welcome to the Manifestation Queen podcast, your filter-free and uncensored source for all things manifestation. I'm Cassie McKenzie, and I'm a manifestation expert. I'm here to raise your vibes and your cash flow. Listen, I've manifested everything from a beer, a six-figure salary, my husband, and homes, and more. And I am spilling everything I can on this podcast so you can learn how you can do the same. The more fun I have, the more manifestations appear, and the more money I make. So it's my obsession to show you how you can be, do, and have anything you want. So join the movement to raise your income and your impact on this world. Become a manifestation queen and create a life that feels like a vacation. Let's do the damn thing. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited. This is so perfect for the Manifestation Queen podcast because I have the travel manifestation queen on today. (laughs) So, okay, guys, today we have Vivi Doms and oh my gosh, I am really, really excited because I feel like Vivi and I are very, very similar because 
she's a digital nomad. She loves adventure. She's a world traveler. And she has been to over 70 countries by the age of 24. Like, I don't even think like the majority of Americans have been to like seven different states, much less seven countries, much less 70 countries. So this is going to be such a fun conversation because she's also released her book, Travel Festing, and it's on Amazon. And so I think you're going to love this conversation because I feel like I'll, I mean, my mission in life is to get people to like enjoy their lives more. Right. And a lot of that comes with seeing the freaking world, right? Like, mm-hmm. how do you feel more abundant than when you're able to go traveling and see the world? You know what I mean? So welcome, Vivi. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so, so excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. So tell me, how did you like realize that you were meant to, you know, travel too? Oh my God. I think I've been literally traveling since I was a tiny, tiny kid. Mm. I was five years old. My parents took me to my first out of Europe, like experience, hiking Malayans in Nepal. And that was like the first big thing. And then at the age of six, we went to Peru and Bolivia, going up to Machu Picchu and just like fully exploring. Right. Mm. So I literally had it from a very young age and I also there's a story before that (laughs) it's pretty funny my parents while my mom was told she was not able to have kids then they traveled to Sri Lanka and there was this like big temple and my dad gave a ring to one of God's fulfilling wishes and prosperity and he said he wants to have a daughter and shortly after there was I (laughs) oh my god no kidding (gasps) so I think I was like manifested into you know into the world from my parents and it's so funny because I I did not know this story and when we went to India um I was the first time I went to India I think I was 12 years old I completely fell in love with the culture with everything and I just felt like I didn't know why yeah well I didn't know that my parents put this offering to like the Hindu gods you know a little before I was even like you know born and all the things I'm like wow this is crazy so it's literally been given to me like I have the adventure in my blood (laughs) yeah I think so yeah I mean I don't know how much more powerful you can get than to be conceived out of a thought at a you know Sri Lanka (laughs) temple (laughs) praying to the god of prosperity and I mean hello and riches this is great I love it (laughs) and as you're telling this story it's 11 11 so I think this is like a magic hour (laughs) so perfect well you know um my so my husband's from South Africa and he's one of five kids and one of his brothers went through kind of like a like a um you know sad divorce like at a pretty early like, mm-hmm. early, like, like it just it like his did not end up and what am I trying to say I don't know if there is much more to say than it was just a sad divorce right <laughs> so so it, <laughs> ended up like, um, I don't know, somehow going to Sri Lanka and they live in a really teeny tiny town in South Africa that like, 
you know, the chances of him meeting the love of his life in this town, it's like probably somebody he went to high school with, you know, like it's not <laughs> Cape Town or anything that's like huge, right? She's been to Cape Town too. I saw your pictures yeah. like, right from that. Oh my God, it's like one of my favorite places. Um, so, the, so he ended up going to Sri Lanka just like, I think with some friends or whatever, just like a random trip. And he hardly ever, ever that since I had known him left, you know, I think he used to work on like super yachts and stuff like that, but like, he didn't really wow. travel a lot. Anyway, he, he met, you know, the woman that ended up and she actually flew from London down there. And so his like soon to be wife, they now have one kid and they're like, she's pregnant Aww. with their second child. But that was, that came out of a trip to Sri Lanka too. I'm starting to think it's a magical place for like creating your <laughs> dreams. So shit, I man. Believe so. Retreat in Sur- Sri Lanka for sure. <laughs> Coming up in next year, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something so good. Yeah, so yeah, you know what? So tell me a little bit about travel festing. Like, how did you get the idea to write your book and who does it help? People are like years ago started asking me like how do you travel so much like how do you have the money for it you know I was a student I was in university and I was like how are you doing this I don't understand how do you have the money how do you just like keep going like how do you do it and I'm like I don't know it's just like it's just so easy for me I don't even know how I do it I just do it yeah right mm-hmm. then I mean I think you're really good at travel. no I don't actually matter me oh wait hold on breaking up some more hold on one second i'm breaking up more hold on let me put on my data maybe that helps is this my internet okay is that better it is it's just like when you go to talk then it's like it goes like robotic and i want people to hear what you're saying because it's so cool I wonder if with the video off, if that would help, because then it would be. Okay, off. let's try. Let's try that. Sometimes that helps, because this happened when I interviewed Kiki and she was in Costa Rica. She had to, that, that helped, because then the, I guess it wasn't competing with the video processing. So I'll make a note hmm. for, then we can start here. I'm going to take out that part. Do, 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 do. Okay, yeah, we'll just start from the beginning. I mean, not like yeah. the totally beginning, but like. <laughs> okay, cool. And I'll leave okay. my, my video on like a weirdo. So you can look at me in the background. Oh, you know. that's amazing. Travel right here. <laughs> <laughs> so people a long time ago, when I went to university and after school, I took a year off. I traveled full year and people are just like, how do you do it? Like, how do you have the money? How, like, I don't understand. Explain it to me. How? What is your budget? How do you do it? I'm like, I don't know. I just do it. You know, like I don't even know how I do it. There's no like process or anything. I just do it. And this year, I really started looking at like, well, what's the process? And people told me I'm really good at manifesting travel. I'm like, no, I don't actually manifest travel. It just comes to me. Yeah. And people look at me like, yeah. So you're manifesting it. Like, tell me, like, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't do anything. I just like feel called to go to a place or I find a place I really like. I find a place I really like. And then, you know, a few weeks or months later, I just happen to be there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of detachment from the outcome. It's just like, it was- you just assume it's going to happen. 
yeah it's just absolute magic right I'm like oh yeah I guess I am manifesting it so people told me like okay like we want to know more so back in September I wrote a book called explore it's like a little workbook on like how to explore more and then people wanted more and it really really sold really well it was like a really good success and then I was told okay we I think we want to know how you how you manifest your travels because what you're doing like it's not normal I'm like okay but it's actually really not it's really not difficult like you think it's difficult to travel but it's not (laughs) that's it it's like people have they don't realize that like their belief system is driving everything and it's all in that story that you're telling you know like oh it's so hard to travel with kids oh it's so hard to it's mm-hmm. more expensive to go anywhere. And it's like, well, if that's what you think, then that's what it's going to be. But it doesn't have to be like that. Exactly. It's so funny. I have people reaching out to me. I'm like, whenever I travel, it's costing me an arm and a leg. I'm like, yeah, if you think that, it for sure will. Just be careful when you say that. That's, I don't actually want you to lose your arm or your leg, you know? <laughs> right. I know. I know. So, so I literally like, sat down I'm like okay what is it that I'm doing and I really had to look at the process because it was so integrated so easy for me that for me it was just like yeah just do it it's magic yeah it just happens right so I like decluttered the whole thing and I just wrote it out and I'm like okay here it is (laughs) take it this is my process I actually like it like for me I'm so used to like manifesting travels right now it's literally like an instant right like I set my mind to it I'm like oh I want to go there and soon later I'll be there but I really simplified it put it into 30 days so it's really easy anyone can do it there's no more excuse for like I cannot travel (laughs) right exactly well you know my husband always says um that he always tells people, Cassie could, should be your travel agent because she gets the best deals on everything. And that's honestly like, I, yeah, it, it's like a passion of mine. I really feel <laughs> like I'm meant to be like, we're meant to travel more. You know what I mean? And so absolutely. like even last year, I ended up getting us a deal going to South Africa in December. And so we had no plans to go there, but we, I kind of got this ping of like, oh, you know, let me just look into this and just see, like, let me just Mm -hmm. see what kind of deal we can get, you know? And it ended up that like, usually in December, it's the busiest season because a lot of people are coming from Europe down there and it's the festive holiday season. So like for a family of four, because now our daughter, I think she had just turned Oh shit, man. We were dumb too. Like she had just turned two. So we had to pay like, I think for her too. But for the, for the four of us to go, it was like, it's normally $9,000. I mean, not, not for me. Like I would never pay that much unless we were in like (laughs) business class. But for most people who don't believe that they're great at getting good deals on travel, especially international travel, you know, that's what it would cost that time of year. But I found tickets for $3,100 yeah. and I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, wow, on it. And you know what? We ended up actually getting to go to Germany too. Like we had a 24 or a four, 12 hour layover in Frankfurt. 
And so we were able to like hop out and go down into Frankfurt for the day and see the Christmas market and, um, you know, do that. And like the kids had so much fun on the train and we had some pretzels and beers and then like 12 hours later land in Cape Town, like, oh, hey, welcome to Africa. Like we had quite the trip. (laughs) Oh my goodness. This sounds like an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're really big on having the kids travel. Like they've been to Let's see, Liam went to Bali at the age of one, and then we took him to Tijuana, Mexico before moving from San Diego. <laughs> so he'd been to Love Mexico, it. Tijuana, like, uh, I mean, Mexico, Bali, South Africa. Mm-hmm. But then they then we took Stella, like when Stella was six months old, we went to Belize and then went to Spain for my 40th birthday. And it's so much fun traveling with them, you know, like mm-hmm. so much fun. And I think I really feel like more people should be showing their kids the world, like making them, you know, more worldly. Have I find that they're, I don't know, like you're able to put things into a, such a different perspective when you mm-hmm. see the way that other people live. And I don't mean that like in a, it, like other people living in like a poor state. I mean, like seeing how other people live their lives because they're humans too, right? And there's more than one way mm-hmm. to, you know, do things, right? So what's been like the, some of the biggest lessons that you've found or like the, I don't know, like biggest eye-opening experiences you've had? Oh my God, you know what? There's an Indian proverb that I absolutely It says, you love your child, send the traveling. And I find this like so fitting because if you really like love your children, you know, you want them to experience the world and you don't want them to tell, you don't want to tell them like, do this or do that. You want to show them the world and say, here, this is what the world looks like. Now you go out and do your own magic. Oh, right. I love that. Yeah. So this is like my thing. I'm like, oh my God, like if you love your children, send them traveling take them with you, show them what's possible, show them what's out there. You know, we always think our way is like the best or the American way is the right way. The German way is, you know, the proper way or whatsoever. But there's so many perspectives out there. Like the world is so diverse Mm -hmm. that if we travel, two things I really learned that you can literally get behind any thought and any belief from any point of view. Because if you understand where people come from, what people do always makes sense from their perspective, even if it doesn't make sense from your perspective. But what I learned is that people always try to do their best from where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's the best for the world or the best from like 10 years from now, but from where they are right now, from what they know, from the situation that they're in, mm-hmm. they tried their best. And yeah. understanding this really helped me to see that the world is in a bad place. And if you ever watch the news, you'll think like, oh my God, the world is a terrible place, you know? Yeah. Like bombs, terrorist attacks, people dying. And so stuff happening. Yeah, but totally. Traveling showed me that the world is so much more friendlier than I have ever, ever thought. Mm-hmm. Like I've gotten lost in places. <laughs> I've gotten stuck. And you know, strangers, 
who really did not have any benefit in helping me, help me out again and again and again and again. And that just shows you that the world is actually a really good place. But yeah. if we focus on portraying what bad people do, then this is all that we see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing I started to notice too was like, like we're all, like we all might look different, but underneath we're all the same. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, not, I mean, obviously that's, you know, an obvious thing, I guess. <laughs> but, like, I, I love it. With like kids, you know what I mean? Like the kids are the same everywhere. They, they just yeah. maybe play differently or have like different experiences, but like you see the kids on a playground in Spain playing with the kids from America and they don't know any different. They're just acting, you know, just like kids. And I think we could probably embody a lot more of that too. And it's so nice mm-hmm. to like show them different, like, I just see like some people, the way they teach their kids about how the world is, it's clear that they have no understanding how the world truly is. Because then some yeah. of the lessons I've heard people like, you know, some family members even with their kids. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, are how how in the world are you teaching them this? Like, that's not how it is. Like, that's it's not even close to how it is. You know what I mean? Like, even Absolutely. down to how we treat wildlife and how we treat like the little fishes in the sea. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's really crazy. And it's, um, it's really, you know, great to show everybody, you know, what true living can feel. I feel like that's when you truly live is when you're, you know, kicked out into a country where they don't really speak English and you're just kind of like, I have no idea what those letters put together mean. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. (laughs) Oh yeah. And you honestly, like when you travel, you also get to experience your own country from a totally different perspective when you come back. Oh, totally. Yeah. We we sometimes forget that. We're like, oh, my country is like, you know, some people are super like proud of their country. They're like, oh, my country is the best. In Germany, we have to think we're like, oh my god, my country sucks. You know, our <laughs> history. We are honestly like we're not very really, like proud citizens, um, because of our history, which is fine. But then if you when you leave and you come back, you're like, oh okay, actually there are a few things that are not yeah. as bad, you know. Mm-hmm. And we forget that sometimes. I think that comes with like, um, like even the news. You know what I mean? Like people watch oh, yeah. news and then they can't. They they just assume that whatever the person's telling them is the absolute truth. And so I agree with that a hundred percent because I feel like when you watch the news in America, you're kind of told to hate America if you really listen to the news that's being told. <laughs> you know, like it's a shitty place. It's going to hell in a handbasket. You know, like the leaders really <laughs> suck. Nobody's doing right. Look at all the homeless people. Look at all the unemployment. And really, like when I step outside of my house, and like you said, when when I go down to the beach and I see people from all over basically just having a good like and being nice to each other and kind to each other I'm like I don't really see any of this at all guys like I don't know where you're hanging out but like yeah (laughs) you know like not in my neighborhood I know well I mean we you know like yes those things exist but that doesn't define our whole society Mm -hmm. like you cheapen the whole society by like you know not noticing all the beauty that's actually there 
That's so true. Because if you look at how other countries see America and Americans, mm-hmm. it is not a very good image, to be honest, right? No, it's absolutely <laughs> not. No way. Like we all look like a bunch of cowboy horse riding assholes, you know? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even even in a, I, we were watching Love Actually the other day, and I'm like, damn, Billy Bob Thornton's a real dick in this movie. <laughs> like. <laughs> Who's the Americans that's come to town? And then we put on Bridget Jones and it's like, ooh, it's that American girl that stole the hot, like Hugh, ja- mm-hmm. Hugh uh, whatever his name is, Daniel Cleaver. That's <laughs> <my> way too. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. I love it. Yeah. So, well, okay. Now, given the fact that now everybody says, and if you guys are listening to this, we're actually recording it on New Year's Eve. Like what a more magical day. So I actually have two really, okay. Uh, what, let me write these questions down. Cause sometimes I get excited and I'm like, ah, okay. So, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know, that's the truth, the absolute truth. And <laughs> so um, nothing but the truth. <laughs> So, okay, given that it is, I mean, obviously this has been a year that nobody really expected would go this way, right? You probably Mm -hmm. had on your list, like about 18 other places you wanted to go to and, you know, things change. So how did that affect your plans and how did you kind of like adjust and still, you know, manage to have, you know, like a year that brought you joy? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, it was pretty tough at the beginning because Mm -hmm. for me, travel was the thing that I did. You know, in my life, it was like pretty much the one and only thing I ever thought I'm good at. I don't know if you can be good at traveling or not, but like the thing I do. You can be absolute (laughs) shit at traveling for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So my whole life, like literally like evolved around traveling and being a digital nomad and exploring. And now seeing that while I can travel, I have to stay in one place for, well, it's been over a year, not being able to really go anywhere. Then there came a visa situation on top of it. And like, you know, there's like not one single flight that left Ottawa outside of Canada since March. like there are no international flights leaving Ottawa obviously I could go to another country but then I can't come back into Canada right so really seeing the whole situation I really had to find out who I am without travel Mm -hmm. because I define myself through travel like I was the adventure girl you know adventure is my jam yeah now how do you adventure at home how do you adventure in your city you know, it's for me, it was super easy to live my life intentionally and fully while traveling. Yeah. But after three or six months, you get used to a place. And it's actually not that easy to keep going out, to keep exploring, to keep adventuring, because we get lazy, right? We're like, oh, well, the weather isn't good. We can do that tomorrow. Oh, yeah. well, let's watch another like episode on Netflix, you know? It's so easy. <laughs> right. But if you only have like a certain amount of time in a place, you're not going to stay home and sit on your ass. You want to go out and explore and make the best out of this time. Yeah. Yeah. So now everything that I had like put into my life intentionally, literally like flew away. I'm like, wow, 
-hmm. okay now how do i play this game of life yeah how do i do this being in one city not really able to go to a bunch of places because you know more lockdowns everything is closed and national parks are closed and like can't go hiking and i love hiking and i love viewpoints i'm like well what brings me joy (laughs) you know it was really like redefining who i am Mm -hmm. looking at like other possibilities and enriching life in a confined space in one place so we started doing like things like indoor picnics indoor camping like it sounds ridiculous right like you're like what what did you just do like you put a freaking tent into your living room yes we did that and you know why because it creates a moment it creates a memory it's an experience because mm-hmm. we all we do the same thing over and over and over again we're not going to remember what we did during the year yeah exactly so it was really finding these things like okay what can we do differently how can we give this a spin how can we create a memory now how can we be more intentional because as i said when you're traveling this is super easy mm-hmm. it is easy to make memories to have amazing experience to experience the sunset everything is magical when you're traveling but yeah. if you're staying in one place trying to make this magical for a whole year <laughs> <laughs> right right so what made look could you go to Europe or could you go back to, like, I see people go into Bali on like a digital nomad kind of visa. So um, what makes you want to keep returning back to Canada? Oh, it's my boyfriend. Okay. It's always the guy, right? I know, right? <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the thing is, I don't know, like it's, even like Bali, I'm trying to get some visas for, for some of my clients right now. And ta- ba- Bali is a little bit complicated if you're not already there right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's like a lot of restrictions. I had a lot of digital nomad friends like in Colombia and Argentina, Brazil. And you know, some places completely shut down and they had to they had to come back. I had friends in India, they were like, oh, we have to leave. Like they are actually getting really upset that we're here. So there's no other option for us to leave. Yeah. So that was when like flight prices like skyrocketed and like Mm -hmm. a flight from like India back to Europe was like $5,000. You're like, "Uh, please what? (laughs) I know that hurt. Yeah. So it just, I I was waiting. I honestly, I I honestly thought this is going to be over within two weeks or a month you know yeah never in my life would I imagine this whole situation obviously but yeah that is just like what kept me here and then like everyone's saying well Europe isn't really a better place Canada's pretty safe still you know it's not open as like Florida for example but it's still like safe it's calm it's protected it's Mm -hmm. a good place to be yeah yeah focus on your business focus on writing books focus on other things and then go back to traveling later that felt like the best option not the most adventurous but Mm -hmm. I think in the long run it's the best what it's for me and for my business for sure yeah so what is next on your list then like if if once everything opens back up again and life returns to 
you know, a little bit more of like travel normal normalcy, I guess, whatever that's going to look like, you know? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> However, that's going mean, like. to look like. I was laughing about this the other day. I was like, you know what? Like COVID has not really changed my obsession with not touching surfaces like on an airplane or, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I was already like freaked out as hell, but for like having to, like, I, I always cleaned off my tray table and everything, like sanitized it already. Like <laughs> this is just kind of like, it's probably cleaner now than it was before. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> so funny. I'm not like that at all. I'm just like, all these like germs and stuff just make me stronger and prevent me from getting sick in the country I'm going to I'm good with that (laughs) yeah yeah I know well I worked in pharmaceutical sales for 20 years so I had a pretty good like base going there but it was just like I don't know something about seeing people sleep on the airplane floor. And I'm just like, oh my God, I've seen what goes there. I'm like, that's where, wait, your feet were just in that toilet where like people and the men always pee on the floor in the middle of like turbulence. Like, oh, no. ah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I do that in the airport, but I bring a blanket that's yeah. like, you know, a blanket I don't care, can get dirty. I put it on the floor and I yeah. literally like, is like, after the whole experience, it's dirty as hell, but yeah, it's a good sure. blanket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, what is on your top hot list then for when when you get to travel again? Like when you can travel freely, mm-hmm. and you know, like eventually it's gonna go back to some sort of like normal state. So, when fingers crossed, go next. <laughs> I know. Um, so funny because I'm like the kind of person who really loves adventure and mountains and viewpoints, but I really feel called to going to the Bahamas. Ooh. I don't know why. I'm like, I just like really feel like this is the next place. Yeah. We have plans to go into Colombia. So yeah. everything was already planned, you know. Yeah. So hopefully going back, exploring Colombia, which is like a beautiful country. And I definitely want to go back to Bali. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even to Bali, <laughs> I don't need to say anything about it. <laughs> it yeah. has its own vibe, its own magic. So yeah. I definitely want to go back there. And then hopefully, I I would really love to do like one of these like African crossings, like Cairo to Cape Town oh. or the other way around or something. You know? Yeah, my husband actually had a friend that did the bike trip. I think it, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like on a mountain bike or something like that. Like he rode. No way. From, yeah, it was like from what is that? Uh, the, the top uh, Morocco. It was from Morocco all the way mm-hmm. down to Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And you know what? My um, my husband's family actually they have a Yamaha dealership in um, in Nizna in the Garden Route, and. Mm-hmm. He and his four brothers and his dad, or I guess three brothers, <laughs> these <laughs> four brothers and dad went on a motorbike trip from um, where they live in Nizna all the way through to um, Namibia. Like, and in, in, it was like the pictures from that were gorgeous too. So, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Did you take your kids on a safari when you went to Africa? Last, uh, last not winter? yet. So, that's. This is like a sore subject, if you ask my husband. Like, I've been to Africa now four times, and not once have I gotten on a safari. Not what? Because, like, I know, right? Well, we um, 
we've been to like the Nisna Elephant Park and like been, okay. but not on like a safari or like a game farm or anything like that. Cause the first time I went to visit him, it was right after we had just met and he used to work on super yachts like that show, you know, below mm-hmm. deck. And so he, um, he was traveling back home to go to his brother's wedding. And I was like, it was over December. And I was like, well, I'm unemployed. Like, I'll come see you down there. And I ended up staying for like three weeks. I was supposed to be there a week. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to Africa to see this guy I just met in San Diego. Talks funny, you know, like. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And then like, so then the next year I went back again because he had, at that point moved to America and he was going to be down anyway. So we went, we, we went again. And then we went when my son was one year old and then brought both of the kids back last year. Thank God we did last year because this year there's no chance in hell of going mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, every time we end up doing the same thing, we go to Cape town and I love Cape town so much. I like go crawling back there, like to go to all the (laughs) fun things. It's so pretty there. I love, like, I could totally live in Cape town. It's so gorgeous. And, um, but yeah, we never, and then the rest of the time we spend over in Nisna. So we need to squeeze out, like, I'm waiting for like, when we get to go for like two months, you know, and Mm -hmm. we can like really truly experience it. Cause he has a couple of family members that go like his aunt and uncle are like, I mean, they have perfected it, like perfected their, like they, their, their safari game is strong as hell. Like, wow. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going with you guys. Next time we go, I'm going with you guys. <laughs> How about you? Did you get to go? Yet? Yes. So we did, I did my internship in Tanzania and then I did a road trip down to South Africa. Awesome. Um, through Zambia and Zimbabwe and um, Botswana cool and we also we've done a road trip from um, from Cape Town to Johannesburg mm-hmm. through Lesotho and Swaziland I think it's it's uh-huh. called differently now a Swanti or something anyways so we went through literally all the national parks you can go to we did all the self-driving safaris and it was so much fun we actually ended up on our last week, we were in Kruger National Park. Sweet. We almost ran out. <laughs> we almost ran out of gas because we were the first ones at the gate. We were so excited, How and my African favorite animals are leopards. You know, so I'm like, oh, I need to see a leopard. <laughs> well, that didn't happen, but I didn't give up till the last minute. So we almost didn't make it out of the park on time. We almost ran out of gas because. Oh well because I drove too much obviously but also we ended up getting stuck because a huge elephant family started crossing right in front of our car and I'm like oh no like that's amazing but you guys really need to leave now because I don't have time to wait till the whole freaking family crosses the street I need to go because I need to leave the park on time before they close oh my god you love it it's so funny so they started crossing like one by one and you know like the little kids were like playing and I'm like okay they're almost across the street I can go now and well obviously the mother was not so amused that this car that we were driving came a 
tiny but close to them and she started chasing them. oh no oh my god yeah <sighs> only it's allowed hard. to drive like 40 kilometers an hour or something on the roads right so like no animal can like run in front of your car I'm like I have no option but to like just speed and like go <laughs> oh, oh. we made it what an experience holy crap oh my god so good. <laughs> I love it <laughs> so you definitely need to go there's so much fun stuff happening mm-hmm. in the faris especially the self-driving ones I feel they're like they're just so much fun yeah, yeah. We um yeah, the closest thing we've done was the Nisna Elephant Park, which was cool. Um, but it was definitely not the same. And then uh we went to Animal Kingdom at Disney and they have a little safari that you drive but like <laughs> they actually have a lot of animals there at that Animal Kingdom safari place, but that's the closest we've done. I gotta go do actually we stayed um right outside Cape Town, we stayed on a game farm one time that had like, it had a lot of wild animals on it, but it didn't have like giraffes and like, there wasn't a lion or anything like that. (laughs) What did your husband think about Animal Kingdom after like, you know, coming from the place where the beautiful animals actually come from? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was pretty impressed with like the operation of it all, like how they have- you know, they're pretty good with like, um, you know, like the, the, this space they give them and stuff like that. But he's also really cynical. Like I remember when we first met and I lived in San Diego, um, San Diego has like one of the most world renowned zoos there. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like, Hey, do you want to go to the zoo sometime? Like you see the animals thinking like, Oh, he's from Africa. Maybe he'd like to do that. And he's like, why do I want to go and see a bunch of depressed animals? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Like, okay I guess we'll just go to the bar and go see some depressed people instead like that's cool. <laughs> oh my goodness well I think I would prefer the depressed animals yeah yeah uh, that's a tough one that's a really tough one <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so oh my god I love it. But, you know, there's also like whale watching tours and things. We've done those before, like with the blue whales that come migrate down south to Mexico Mm -hmm. in the wintertime. And that's really cool. Like in San Diego, they know exactly where to find them. So that's been pretty cool. Yeah. Amazing. Well, tell everybody um, where you can, you know, because I want to, I want to point out with your story earlier about travel festing in the book that you just released. It sounds to me like, you know, it's what I see all the time. People, people, first of all, make manifestation, like something special, you know? And I really feel like it's been used as such a buzzword by people so much that it actually confuses a typical human, you know? And so the other day I was like, you know, I don't even like the word manifestation anymore. I think it just kind of like makes it seem like there's something magical that you're not truly grasping, you know? And that's why people are like, you manifested it. And you're like, well, no, I just like, that's just how it is. Like, this is how it is for me. This is me. This, so you've made it your identity that you are great at traveling, that you get way more out of it than you have to pay. And that, you know, it's like super easy and Mm -hmm. actually like you, you grow so much as a person, right? I mean, that's what I personally believe about it too. Absolutely. Also, you were just so 
from what it sounds like to me is that you just perfected like listening to your intuition, like getting those nudges, getting the inspired mm -hmm. actions that, that just were sent to you that you're like, oh, without second guessing it or starting to tell some story about what could go wrong, you know? And that's like the biggest lesson I feel like you can take away from this because a lot of people get in their heads so much. They get in their heads about how mm -hmm. things get to be or how things have to be. And this is proof that in any area, it doesn't have to be just money. It doesn't have to be finding a boyfriend. It could be even traveling, right? Or how, mm -hmm. what kind of house you get to live in or whether you have to have a house, right? Like it all comes Absolutely. down to following that intuition. So, mm -hmm. you know, a Kudos to you for that, because like that is, <laughs> that's super huge. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's so funny because people like, I hear it all the time from my clients. They're like, oh my God, like, it's like, it's so complicated. Like there's so many things to take care of, you know, like you want to be a digital nomad or you want to travel. You have to think about your insurance, your flight, where to stay, the places to see, where to eat. Oh my God. Like all these things. I'm like, no, okay. Slow down. Yeah. What is it that you want? You know? what yeah. is the vibe what yeah. is the intention so mm -hmm. for me it starts to get really easy i look at an instagram picture and i feel it i'm like yes that is it you mm -hmm. know and the rest doesn't matter it will figure itself out literally it will come to you mm -hmm. you don't need to know all the little details and i think so many times people just get like hung up by the details they're like well that flight has a 12 our layover oh I, I'm gonna be so tired you know all the things which you don't want stick to the vision it's gonna be just perfect yeah. just go with it stick with the vibe yeah yeah follow the adventure because like mm -hmm. you know we there's there's also that component of overthinking things right like how you mm -hmm. do one thing is how you're going to do everything right and so if you overthink things in your normal life then you'll probably try to take that on your travels too which sucks the yeah out of it you know um but you know how do you find the balance between planning some things and then also leaving room open for you know like the universe to deliver or the endless possibilities to fall into place so I, I make it fun. Like, for example, last year, um, I was in the Philippines and I had like the worst experience ever. I'm like, I'm not enjoying this. I just like, I just felt like I needed to go home. I'm like, I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go home for my mom's birthday. Um, but the flights were just like ridiculously expensive. I'm like, I can't do this. Like so much money. I don't want to pay it. But I also hate it here what am I doing like this is not the vibe this is not what I want I'm not enjoying it the internet is terrible this is no fun at all so literally what I did I'm just like you know where I gotta go home but I'm not paying this price find another way and literally two days later I checked on the flights again I just like felt like maybe you should just check on the flight you know check on the flight again I checked on the flight again. The flight was $500 cheaper. I'm like, wait, Whoa, how? Oh my God. And only Look at only that flight that arrived on the morning at 9 a.m. of my mom's birthday. I'm like, wow. Perfect. Thank you. I take it. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's still like, what is there? Are you okay with that? Yes. You like it? Okay, go with it. You don't like it? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm on something else. 
but be specific with what you want. You yeah. know, say I want to go home. Well, I had friends that like got into like a massive accident and then insurance flew them home. Well, that's not what you want, right? Not ideal. <laughs> like I want a good flight to go home. Yeah. So that is the whole thing. Be specific, make it fun, you know, enjoy your way, find your own way, you know, try different things out and just play with it. Don't take it too seriously. Like it's not like it's one way or another. Like, you know, it's like flowy. It's like this like artistry of like, playing with life yeah oh my god I love that I don't think we could end on any better of a point than that (laughs) to be honest I mean that is the essence of traveling for sure and just the essence of everything to embody going into 2021 like Mm -hmm. if you play with your life then you know whatever life throws at you it's gonna be like hey, how do we turn this into a party? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Absolutely. I just started using these words so much. Like, let's make it a party. You know? It doesn't have to be hard. Let's make it a party. That's so cool. I see that too. (laughs) Party. (laughs) Let's make it a party. You know? Whenever it's difficult, let's make it a party. How can we make this fun? So awesome. Oh, that sounds like Stella's making it a party in the other room. Okay. So <laughs> tell everybody where can they find you on social media? Also, um, I'm going to put the link to your book in the show notes. So you guys will be able to find Vivi on, you know, all the places, but go ahead and tell them where they can find it too, just in case they're audio learners. <laughs> Thank you so much. So it is Adventure World on Instagram and on YouTube. My Facebook, it's just Vivi Doms. And my book's called Travel Fasting and it's on Amazon. And that's that's all. Cool. Travel all the fun things. Yeah. yeah, manifesting travel, you know. I <laughs> love it. This is straight up my alley for sure. So <laughs> You guys go find Vivi, go get in her travel festing magic. And if you need help planning or doing anything like that, she's your girl. You can, she'll help you out too. <laughs> so thank you um, so much. Thank you, Vivi. Thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast. I absolutely love catching up with you. This is so much fun. And y'all stay tuned for more goodness coming in 2020 and have the best 2021. Woohoo! Absolutely best. Yeah, I think I had that backwards, but you guys know what I meant. You guys know what I meant. Have the best 2021. (laughs) So good. Okay, cool, guys. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks a million for choosing to push play on another episode of the Manifestation Queen podcast. You truly amaze me. And if this episode blew your mind, then please leave a five-star rating and a quick review on iTunes so more people like you can become Manifestation Queens too. See you next time.